Welcome back, fam. Hey! Part two. Pardon me, Alex is back. What? What? Quickly before I forget, because I will forget if I don't say it now. But okay. we did want to give a special shout out to our favorite Lamar alum, Matt Thibodeau. Yeah. So yeah. Matt, this is not on the Lamar podcast, but if you're if you're a true fan and you're listening. If you're a true fan. You got and, some love on the Lamar podcast, but you're just not getting it on this one. So. Yeah, and you won't uh we won't tell you that you got love, so uh you have, gonna to, have to hear it here. You're gonna have to listen to so, it to know that we did show you love. Yeah. So yeah, there it is. And there you have it. Brumch. Anywho, um, so not much non-basketball stuff. Obviously, there's only been a few days since the last game, yeah. and we've been busy at work, and today was a long day yeah. for myself and for Jacqueline. Um, so not a lot of non-basketball going on. Um, really nothing I can think of to talk about other than SFA stuff. So, I mean, there's yeah. no, uh, they showed us the renderings of the new yeah. facility, so that's kind of cool. That video that they posted, and I shared it multiple times, and I'm sure you'll share it again, and they'll see it again multiple times. And if you're at the game tonight, they showed it during both girls' and guys' uh, half times. Just fantastic. I mean, speechless. Yeah. Speechless. If you, <laughs> if you saw the Park Me Alex tweet, and I have to admit, it was me that tweeted it. I said I was um, getting married to the building. Mm-hmm. And that everyone's and everyone's invited and yeah and uh, your save the date cards will be out in early 2021 so be ready. I was watching uh, Caleb Beams did a story with Ryan I think it was today and he was he was asking mm-hmm. him um, like what projected date kind of done date or done time still gonna be 2021 um, but it's looking okay. like maybe like March. April. I mean, obviously the rains kind of set us back a little yeah. bit. So I think us, yeah, like I'm building it. But. I was thinking that they had told us that the inside the part tunnel thing would be no longer an issue at like the end of January or something. Yeah. And yeah. It doesn't look like it's going to be that, but I know it has been raining. A ton, Correct. So. Yeah, exactly. So I'm, what are you going to do? There's nothing you can do really. Honestly, you can't, you can't change the weather. So sites so have like, you know, mud bugs out there or something. Oh my <laughs> God. Let's do it. Just saying. <laughs> I've been, I've mud been volleyball pit. I've been know. honestly trying to revive mud bugs and mud balls for like, well, actually yeah. since, it, since it ended, since, it stopped, since yeah. it stopped. If you're an alumni out there and you remember mud bugs and mud balls, mm-hmm. holla at your girl. If you would like to start this shit back <laughs> up because we need to talk to Humphreys because apparently the volleyball pits are managed by her. Oh, uh, yeah. And so we need to talk to her to get her to let us do anyway. Long, yeah. Long story short, lengthy tail made minor. Um, let's move on. To just move into basketball. Right. Let's just talk about it. Let's just okay. go into it. Yeah. So history background info here on ACU. Yup. Um, so just reminder, I feel like we always say this, but in case you have forgotten, um, one of their assistant coaches, Britt Tanner, was an assistant coach at SFA under Danny Casper. Mm-hmm. And one of their assistant coaches, Antonio Bostic, played for SFA. He did. Uh, so, quick little shout out to Antonio. Yeah. We very quickly we, got to just wave and yeah. say hey before the game. He looked fly tonight. Um, he was looking fly. He was looking fly. Nice. Good fit. Nice uh, suit coordination. Put and it together socks well. And Put together well. Lo- I love crazy socks so well especially um, when you're a you know basketball coach i feel like yeah. you gotta have a little bit of personality on your I have a little like yeah little flare. And flare in yeah. yeah. oh god so, i'm starting this week not good we gave him an a plus for we outfit. did and we told him um we said hi to him across the court i kind of yelled at him and, said, <laughs> and then he turned around he saw us and waved 
Um, and then Jacqueline told him they look, you know, fit was on point. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. So it was good but, to see them. It was good yeah. to see them. Yeah. So that was nice. Uh, okay. So anyhow, their overall coming to the game was eleven and eight, conference six and two. So they were right behind us. Literally right behind um, us, like on our freaking heels, man. Season highlights for them. So they have taken a few L's, but they played some pretty good people. Uh, they took an L to SMU, fifty-one to seventy. They took a small L to Texas State, fifty-six to sixty-one. What up, Casp? Caspa. Caspar. Um, Mustache man. Took an L to UNLV, fifty-eight to seventy-two. Um, now I can't remember what the score was. Alex will probably look it up and tell us while I'm saying this, but. We did beat Drexel. I can't remember by how many points. You mean Drexler? I'm just kidding. Yeah, Total joke. Total joke. Uh, I love you. I'm sorry. Clyde well, Drexler. I know. I know. Know. I know. Uh, but they took an L to Drexel, only about three points, 83 86 in overtime. We won 82 67. Oh, wow. We kind of put a weapon on them. Yeah. All right. Um, I can't remember how much it was. Uh, they took an L Wichita State. Wichita State's always good, no matter when. Oh my out. God, the Shockers! They Jeez. lost to Wichita yeah. State, sixty-six eighty-four. Um, so for their conference games, uh, their six wins were against UNO, Nichols, Lamar, uh, Texas A&M, Corpus Christi, who beat us, Sewa, and UCA. Um, their two L's were to McNeese and to Sam. Mm-hmm. Um. Let me see. I got to look up the match history. Oh, I have it pulled up right okay, here. Awesome. Here, I got it pulled up for you. So, what did you want to see, girlfriend? Well, I like to. Okay, so. Largest margin. Match history was 18 and 11. 18 wins, 11 losses against them. Mm-hmm. Uh, largest margin of victory was 97 62. That was in 2016. Mm-hmm. Smallest margin of victory was by one point. One point. See, that was last, last year. Yeah. I think that was the overtime one, right? I think it was over. Yeah, no. It was I, either overtime or right on the buzzer. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember, but it was close one. Uh-huh. Anyhow, uh, so that's that. Um, general notes going into the game, we were 17-3 and three overall and 8-1 and one in conference. And so now Alex will catch us up on the current Southland standings. Current. Tonight. All right. As of 11-27 on what is today, the 29th on – oh, it's my dad's birthday. Yeah. Shit. I knew we forgot something. <laughs> Okay, so my dad, sorry, totally, like, way off. Um, he turned 73 today, so he's my little old man. 73 years young. He is. He is. Anyway, so um, he was at the game tonight, him and mom sitting over in their regular seats and uh, enjoying some lumberjack basketball as Nacogdoches residents. So, um, anyway, happy birthday, daddy. Love ya. Anyway, okay, so uh, back to this. Again, 1127 on January 20. 9th, 2020, Stephen Boston, State University, still top, baby. Still, still on, on top. top. Let's go. Southland Conference standings, 9-1. We are 6-0 away in Southland. We are 3-1 at home. Overall, 18-3. We are on a five, count them, five-game winning streak. Knock on wood. Sam Houston's right on our tail, eight and two. Uh, Nichols, eight and three. McNeese, seven and three. So a little bit more separation between us and third, fourth, fifth, sixth, et cetera, all the way down. Um, and there is some separation down here at the bottom as well because we have Houston Baptist just literally, I don't even know what to say. They're one and eight in conference, but their total overall, one, they've only won one game. 
Like like their whole season. Their whole season. Oh, let's see. They're 1-17 overall. I feel bad for that. I feel bad, too. Like, their percentage is 5.6%. I mean, they played as close as shit last year. I know. I mean, for them. For them. On the road. I mean, on the road for us, yeah. At their home. Anyways, I said that awkward. No, they're Uh, on a 7. Very close last year. I know they're on a seven game losing streak. I don't even know who they I don't even know who they beat. Honestly, I'd have to go back and look and see who they actually beat. But um and but but they're one and eight. Probably and they're in probably and they're one and eight and they're in last place, but Nola's two and ten and they're in second to last. Which again that just means they've played more uh Southland conference games than 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 uh, Houston Baptist has. Anyway, um yeah, Nola's not doing pretty pretty good either unfortunately, but it happens. Okay. So moving on to statistics. All right. So field goal percentage overall for us was 50%. Not bad. Could have been worse. Could have been better. Um, Three point percentage, 53.8. How do we keep getting a higher percentage on the three point than on just field goal? Um, Someone please tell me. Well, Johnny boy was on it tonight. Yeah, he was. Um, Free throw percentage, 63.2. I really just want the free throw percentage out of the 60s. I really do. One day. Um, one day one it'll happen, girlfriend. Happen. One day. Points in the paint, 34, which was great considering that they were really shutting down Gavin and Gavin only scored five points. So, yeah, that's so true. Um, that was amazing. Uh, points off turnovers, 28. Second chance points, only six. Yo, Only six. That's bad. I feel like that's the okay, least all season. We're 26 out of 52, so we missed 26 shots. Mm. It took me way too long to figure out <laughs> our, our field goal percentage was 50%. Oh, my uh, I didn't God. Have anyway, uh, we missed 26 shots, and we only had six second-chance points. Pathetic. Oh. Not acceptable. Um, fast break points, 18 bench points, 23 total rebounds, 30, which was Meh. good. I mean, our offensive boards were kind of low 13, even support 17. That was good. Yeah. Uh, we had 20 fouls. Um, I'm wondering they had 23 fouls. They actually outfouled us. Shocking. Shock. Um, apparently, cause apparently again, uh, you know, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So like I said, in the, in the, Previous games podcast with the 18 turnovers that made me want to vomit, but I said just wait. Uh, tonight we had 22 turnovers. Ugh. Um, I feel like they all came in the first half. However, we did. <laughs> we, yeah, we did. You know what I mean? 27. So that was that was good. We had 14 steals. Um, our game leaders, the Pilgrims' pride player of the game was Kevon. Uh, 19 points, four rebounds, two assists, four steals. Good job, Key. Uh, right behind him, we had Cam. 16 points, seven rebounds. One steal. Uh, just want to point out he had the most rebounds on the team. He did. He had a ton of rebounds. Um, so, other quick little shout-out that I'll give. David and Rotti both had four assists. Mm-hmm. Um, and Rotti was the third half point with 13 points. Rotti was doing well tonight as well. Um, he had some good so. some good shots tonight, for sure. Okay, so uh, my feats of strength. We had Nate back tonight. We did. He didn't start. I think they were kind of trying to put him in slowly. So Calvin still started. Which makes sense. Um, you don't want to yeah. just throw him back in, you know. But he got some decent minutes. Uh, he had 27, 27 minutes. minutes. That was like the fourth highest. Yeah. Uh, 
because Rati had the most with 31, Kevon and John both had 28, and then Nate had 27. And then 27 yeah. Um, Charlie put in some major uh, minutes tonight, though, with 20 points. He, uh, 20 minutes. Anyways. Partly why our yeah. intro song was The Devil Went Down to Georgia by Charlie Daniels, a.k.a. Charlie Daniels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that, that was nice having him back. Um, Wade was at the game, not on the bench, but he was sitting over by Rob. So glad to have him there and, uh, started treatments last week, but he said that he's feeling better this time around. Not quite as bad. So right. hopefully that will just continue to improve. I was kind of hoping that like, we'd have like, there. you know, two goats kind of team up and do some play by play. I know. I know. I mean, he was sitting next to Rob. I mean, all you had to do was put on headphones yeah. and just start talking with Go Rob. Go back and listen to that. Yeah. Um, let's see. So tonight was a game that I felt like, well, the, the first, I'll get to it. I wasn't pleased with a lot of stuff, but I was pleased with, there were several plays kind of going back to a few games ago when I said that I thought we were really working together better, that there were several that I was like, yes, like it's the pieces are falling into place. Yes. Um, yeah. Calvin and Cam had a beautiful little sequence where Calvin stole the ball, gave it to Cam for an amazing dunk. Uh, Johnny Boy got a freaking amazing dunk also. Johnny Boy. Uh, Rati had an awesome steal and layup to tie the game. Uh, so we trailed the freaking whole first half, I think. Right? Or were we? Mm, what? Yeah, we yeah. were down. No, we were up one going into halftime. Barely, but we trailed up until then. Um, Johnny Boy had a steal mm-hmm. and passed to Cam for let take the lead. That's right, right for half. Um, mm-hmm. So thank you, sweet baby Jesus. We went to halftime one point up. Um, we did start off the second half strong. Major steal and dunk from Kevon. I, I feel like that was a few minutes in, but I feel like that's what kind of pushed us over the edge to get to where we were like, no, we're taking this game. Yeah. Like we're this not going to have it. them come into our home yeah. and our house and, and beat this us. Is, yeah. This is your, you know, it's the point in the, the turning point in the game where there was no coming back. They, they made a good run for it, but it was, it wasn't gonna, wasn't going to end with a W for them. Um, I feel like even though this game, I think he only scored five. Let me check. Yeah. Charlie only scored five, but I kind of feel like this was like, the tip of the iceberg for his like breakout game. Yeah, I agree. Um, Cause he was just really playing strong down in the lane on offense and defense. Um, he had two steals, but there were several more where he, he was the one who kind of forced it and tipped the ball out. Yeah. He had, he had at least two that I saw with my own eyes that he like physically tapped from behind, like kicked the ball out, like from the pass. And caused the turnover. So, I mean, he was really working hard down there um, under the basket, at post. Like, he was he was really working hard down yeah. there. Yeah. And uh, there's there one score <laughs> that he made. And we've talked about this before. But Charlie literally up until this point has not showed, like, one single shred of emotion ever, like, during a game. Not good or bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't like, get upset. He's just very he chill-centered. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't celebrate. He really doesn't do anything. He's just kind of very stoic. Everything mm-hmm. that happens. Um, and there was one one time that he scored and kind of turned and like stuck his tongue out to the to our whole bench. Yeah. Um, kind of like yeah, I'm doing the face, but you can't see it. So you <laughs> you can't see. You just have to um, just imagine like tongue out like bleh. yeah, like, like what's that? Walk up. Like, yeah. Walk up. Like, <gasps> 
like tea time it was a tom it was a thomas time Um, that sounded weird yeah and so anyways it was just show of emotion he was he was feeling himself in the moment. And I he was. was. I was he did it. Tw- he he didn't it. do this tongue thing out twice, but in the second time he scored, like right after that, he turned and kind of looked to the bench and was like, you know, making faces again. Yeah. So like he was, he was showing emotion that I haven't, we haven't seen from him yet, which yeah, was really cool. I think that's what's gonna, you know, fuel his fire on forward. So mm-hmm. happy with that. Um, Gavin took a great, great, great charge under the bucket. I'm pretty sure it was Gavin. I think so. Up in the way, so I yeah, for sure. But, um, Kevon had an amazing three, like right after that, um, which, you know, they kind of made a, a play to try to come back on us. And that kind of just sealed the, the last nail in the coffin there. Um, and towards the very end, Nate Bain, layup team. Yay! I mean, like, Nathaniel Bando. It was almost a botched pass to me. Yeah. And I thought, oh, man. Here we go. You know, we had a good opportunity, but not to his fault, but he's going to lose it. He freaking got control of the ball, made the layup, of course. Um and then my, my last uh, feat of strength is really not towards us, but, like, really to give props to ACU. But, man, they they are a fast, fast, fast team. Yeah. Extremely, extremely disciplined. Um, they're a good have team. some really athletic players, but they're just very disciplined. And you could absolutely tell. That, I mean, they were running all kinds of plays and really setting things up and just they were not going to make it easy for us. Um, they never do. And so I, we, we trailed a lot at first and I was kind of worried about it because they're just a tough team, but mm-hmm. um, they played us a really good game. So they did. Agreed. 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 So rolling into mine, uh, I didn't have many because I just kind of got kind of caught up in the game. So I didn't really write a lot it was down. It a very fun game to just actually watch. It was, play. it was, yeah. especially in the second half. First half was a little dicey, but once we started pulling away in the second half, you know, I just kind of put my phone down and uh, snapped a couple pictures here and there of the of the guys on the bench going crazy, which they did. And I was able to snap a really good motion picture of uh, Calvin and country, Charlie Daniels. Um, and I, I tweeted it on um, Twitter, so you'd be able to go see it. It's fantastic. Um, so it was just a really fun game to sit and watch, and so I didn't have a, a lot, but I had a couple good pointers. Um, Kevon, again, he was player of the game. He had a really good layup there in the beginning. Um, Cameron had a fantastic dunk. Charlie was, like I said, fantastic on defense. Loose ball pickup on offense. Nate came in, played hard, and I was – I kind of told Jacqueline earlier, I was kind of shocked that he was – even in this game. Cause again, they really didn't give a specific estimate of when he was coming back. It was just kind of like two weeks, three weeks, somewhere in that range. Um, so I was again, kind of, I was happy that he was suited up, but I didn't realize he was going to be in for 27 minutes, you know? Um, so hopefully he's okay. That wasn't too stressful on his body, but anyway, so, but he, again, when he's in the game, he could be literally his arm could be falling off. <laughs> He could be on one leg doing the one-legged dance hop that he does. Um, (laughs) And he would still be playing 120%. Him and John. They literally could be on death's door. Yeah. And they will be in the game putting their body on the line like they do every single night. Every single night. So that's one thing I'm definitely going to miss about the seniors. Not saying that the other guys don't do it. But, like, you know, all of them, Nate and and Johnny and Kevon, like, they just – 
they hustle so hard when they're out there. I mean, I, if you haven't been to a game this season in person, I don't know what the hell you're doing. You know, there's plenty of opportunities for you guys to come back and watch these games and watch these guys because they are killing it. The comparison from last year to this year is just, I don't even know where to start. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just a huge turnaround. Huge. And that helps. I mean, and it goes back to the team cohesiveness that we've talked about all season. It's just a huge difference again from last year and this year. So I'm just, again, pleasantly so pleased and surprised at how well, and these guys like, you know, there's only a handful of them that even know each other from last season. All the rest are new. Yeah. And you know what I'm saying? And they're playing this well together. I'm just extremely, just extremely happy. Um, yeah, and then I mentioned Country poked the ball out multiple times and was just playing so well tonight. And I'm hoping that the more minutes he gets, the even better he will be. And we, I mean, and having him at the top of his game is so critical again, like even going into March and going into next season. So loved it. Great game. Fantastic game. Second half was way better than the first half as per usual. Yeah. That's again, story of SFA's life, but um, I'm not complaining. They, the crowd was great. I should have added that in my, in my feats of strength. Yeah. The crowd was great. They were giving away um, these uh, Duke biggest upset in college basketball history, purple basketballs tonight. Um, and I mean, just a great game to be at. If you haven't been to a game again, I don't know what you're doing. Get your honey up to yeah. Nacogdoches and watch your lumberjacks first place lumberjacks. Okay. All right, so we're going to take a quick break. Be back for airing of grievances. Stick around. Be right back. Welcome back to your favorite segment. Yo. And here we go. This begins... With the airing of grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people. <laughs> oh, okay, gotta so love I, don't, it. I don't have a lot, a lot of problems, but I got a few problems. And they, they kind of mostly all but one deal with Gavin. And not, <laughs> I'm not saying that it's like his own fault. They're just in relation to him. Yeah. Um, so my first one was, and I don't know how many like times I can explain this. I really don't. But <laughs> when you're guarding a dude that is five inches taller than you, yeah, you can't be, you can't have him on the block. You can't and have be him in between you. him and the ball. Like you can't. No. Guess what? That dude takes one freaking step back. And they can pass right over your head to him and him score. And you'd be standing there looking like a dumbass. Which is what happened. I don't know how many times that happened tonight. Like yeah. when he is on the block, you either need to be face guarding him. You need to be behind him or you need to be standing halfway mm-hmm. where you can easily rotate around either way. Mm-hmm. No, you can't be in front of him when he's right there. You can't. Cause then he can just step back and get the ball right over you. And then he's literally like, Right by the goal. He can almost touch the rim by just stretching his arm up and laying it up there. Mm-hmm. And you kind of got caught with your pants down and looked stupid. So can't you just can't guard it like that. Because that dude was seven foot tall. Gavin's six seven. So freaking five inches taller. Um, this is not Gavin's fault, but it relates to him. I'm not down with people 
I can't remember who it was. I kind of think it was O. Maybe I'll just say it, it was O because blame it on O. The whipping boy. Dio. Um, but I mean, literally, like I'm not down with you passing the ball to Gavin when he's on the move down the middle of the court. <laughs> like I'm not down with that. I mean, let's just know our limitations. And listen, Gavin is a great player. Mm-hmm. He's the big man I have been begging yeah, for literally for like three years. Um, but I don't want them dribbling it down the court in the middle of transition with a bunch of people around them. Just you don't you don't put you don't put your big man in that position. You just don't do it. You wait and you let them get settled and be working their ass off to get the ball. You don't just like bloop, like lay it on them while they're trying to freaking run down the court. You just don't do it. Um, I don't know if Gavin was the one guarding this guy, but I would assume that he was because number three was their dude who looked like a linebacker. And there was one <laughs> possession where we literally freaking let this dude get the ball at the top of the key and run all the way down the lane. Oh, oh my God. No, if you look like, if you look like you're playing linebacker, your shit I did. Is not I called him. I said, lane. "Oh, look! They're bringing in the big guns. Somebody brought a freaking D lineman to the game." I mean, we do not need to allow them to catch the ball and run down the lane and not get that shit swatted away from them. I was not pleased with that. Yeah. Um. And then my last one was. So tonight was a night that uh, Keller lost his jacket. Um, waiting for tonight. He threw it over and, the table. Yes. And it was almost not, into the stands. It was not due to the referees, although there were a few moments that it should have been. Um, but it was because of, Oh, you know, shit, because you let this kid shoot a three, didn't even make it and fell him a good, I swear to you 10 seconds after he released the ball. Like why? He'd already done missed the shot before you finally fouled him. Honestly, if I had a jacket on, I would have thrown it too. Oh, I was like, that you're, this is on you, oh. You're the reason the jacket came off. But then we got to see Keller's uh, purple tie with white polka dots, and I was I was digging the polka dot tie. It was a very nice tie. But Spectacular. That's, that's my... All right. Well, again, kind of like with my uh, feats of strength, I didn't put too many down um, other than I feel like it's like, same song and dance different day with the whole wide open three. Um, it wasn't like they had like a extremely good shooting three team. Um, they were 36% from the three. Uh, they only made four out of 11. So it wasn't like horrible. Like they killed us at the three, but the few that they did take were like wide the shit open. I mean, wide open um, defensive defensive. What, what is that? It's getting late and it's the bewitching hour and I'm turning into a vampire. Yeah, it's getting close. I know. Um, defensive rebounds. Again, let's see. I mean, not horrible. It was 17. Um, and I just felt like, especially in the first half, it was really the first half, uh, just weren't just weren't getting the rebounds yeah, I agree. at all. Um, and then of co- of we did. Time. And again, just like Lumberjack fans tweeted earlier, like, Stop me if you heard this before, but we're off to a slow start. Yeah. I was just like, accurate. Story tell me, tell me something we I don't know. Um, 
And I did make a note too, because whenever Jacqueline and I talked about it earlier during the game, we said, you know, they are fast and they're disciplined and that is a credit to them and their coaches, but it is a detriment and a grievance for me because it makes (laughs) us look slower and unorganized. (laughs) Yeah. Which we can be at times. You know, and for the most part, we handled them pretty well. But there were a few minutes, a few moments where yeah. I was just like, "Oh, get your head out of your asses!" Like we, look- we yeah, sluggish a little bit. And that was like really again in the first half. And then after halftime, again, remind me if you've heard this before or you know, stop mm-hmm. me. Uh, we put our foot on the gas and got really together, kind of got yeah. it together. Exactly, um, Charlie. There were a couple of free throws that you made and then a couple that you missed. Like, again, every free throw is critical and important, especially against teams like this. You cannot not make those free throws. Um, yeah, I did mention we definitely had too many turnovers. I really think that the majority of all turn- our turnovers happened in the first half. Like, there's no doubt. They were just kind of letting balls go, you know, this way, that way, this, that, and the other. Um, ball security atrocious, atrocious in the first half, which goes back to the turnovers. Um, just, you know, bad kind of passing and, you know, they were kind of, and again, there were some good passes that were going straight towards our guy, but they just kind of came out and intercepted it, Yeah, you know? So they were just playing heads up basketball and we just weren't paying attention to that. So, mm-hmm. all right. And then I, my last little <laughs> airing of grievance, which it was not really a grievance technically, but it's more like, uh, just a funny notion. I did mark it down the exact time that the jacket flew off. Uh, I put jacket watch nine minutes and 40 seconds left in the second half. Um, so it was, chunk I mean, it was chunk. Like you so couldn't well, miss it. You couldn't miss it. I mean, he chunked that some bitch backwards. <laughs> it was funny. And then my other, uh, I did have like a momentary grievance with the referees. Um, Colin fouls on, well, there was a couple things that they did that was just bogus. They called, remind me what it was with Rati. It was a, oh God, what was it? it was something about, I don't know, it was either like a push off or it was a, um, something like, it was like a hand thing, like a touch. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah I and, think they just said. He off that he pushed off or that he because it was an offensive foul I think so yeah. you know and it was like if you're gonna call that on Rati you have to call it on the other team too yeah. because they did it multiple times and oh, you yeah. did not call it yeah did not call it major push-offs multiple times did not call it there was a couple other things that they did that they called or didn't call that were pretty questionable um there was one I again I can't remember I'm trying to block it from my memory but um, again, just the, oh, um, the play with Kevon when they ran, he ran out of bounds over on our side. Yeah. And the guy called it that wasn't even in his zone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not, yeah. Not it wasn't in your area. The dude on the other side of the court called the foul and you weren't even near the play. The guy that was standing right next to Kevon didn't call it. Why would, why would you do that? You don't even see the play happen. And there's a dude right there. If he didn't call it, move on. Yeah. Move on. Move on. And then there was another, I think, foul on Key or not. It was a, uh, a turnover or ball out of bounds. And they're saying that Kevon was the last to touch it. And he definitely wasn't. It was right in front of the dude, right in front of the referee. And the referee had a Macklemore haircut and he's probably <laughs> in his 40s. 
I had a problem with that. I do have one. I had a problem uh, with that. Feet of strength that I forgot to mention in that segment, but it, yeah. it's pertaining to the referees, but not, it's not the referees. Good job done. But, uh, <laughs> the one play, whenever Nate went like barreling out of bounds and the, caught the ref and the ref yeah. that Alex was referencing was literally like right in his way and there was no time for anything. And so Nate just, uh, like picked, picked him, up. him up and took him with him, <laughs> like bear hugged him and took him for a few steps. Uh, I mean, that referee owes his life to Nate. Literally Nate, Nate could have taken him out. Like so. Nate could have speared him like WWE wrestling style, but he didn't, he took him with him on a nice little journey. It was, really I'm really funny. hoping that somebody got that picture. Um, Cause it was on the opposite side of the court as us. So it was pretty good though. I hope someone caught that. I really hope someone did. I mean, as many people that are out there taking pictures professionally on the court, you think someone would have got it. Anyway, that's Hardy. He was at the game tonight. Maybe Come on, Hardy, Hardy Meredith and stuff. Anyway, so that kind of rounds out my grievances. I'm sure there's others. I just cannot think of what they are at the moment. Um, oh yeah, I have a grievance with myself for scheduling a Monday Wednesday night class. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was telling my my aunt about that today. Whenever we were at the girls' game, and you weren't there yet. <laughs> What'd she okay. say? I was like, you know, she just didn't realize or didn't think about it when she scheduled it for the first half of the semester instead of. Second half and then it wouldn't have been a problem, but yeah, no, and, and I you know what you made it on time to the guys' game tonight, and I kept you up in on the girls' game. Yeah, and which is good. Too, so yeah, and I, still on top. It just happy. it cracks me up because I'm literally sitting there when I'm doing my schedule in this fall, thinking, you know, I'll just do it on Mondays and Wednesdays. That way, I can have my Thursday free for trivia. Not even thinking past that, the fact that there's freaking night games on Wednesday nights. Like just wasn't even thinking. So I already told myself I made a mental note and I wrote it down too. Cause you know, I got to write shit down. I wrote it down saying mm-hmm. next spring, if they want me to do a night class, I have to schedule it for the second half of the semester after spring break. Spring, yeah. <laughs> so stupid. Or just do an online class and this is all solved. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Way. Anyway. So let's move on to what do you mean? We only had one. Yeah. From Jan, which is fine. I was really hoping that the Duke picture would have stimulated more captions, but it was kind of a weird week. A lot was going on yeah. um, in the world, so I'm sure not everybody was focusing on a caption. Yeah, so it's, it's the reminder, the pick from the Duke game, where Kevon's kind of like mid-clap and looking right at the camera, mm-hmm. and then Charlie's over his shoulder kind of looking off in the distance and pointing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Jan's caption was really clever. And you get a Duke loss. And you get a Duke loss. And you. Solid. Solid. Nice solid job, caption, Jan. Jan. Loved it. Uh, so really the major announcement going forward. Fan bus Saturday to Sam. Well, I have an announcement I'm too. certain there are still seats left. Oh, absolutely. So, there there are definitely um, seats left, I'm sure. If you sure. want to go, you should grab it up now. Do it. You will not Do it. regret Do it. Do it. Yeah, so Ricardo's coming out of the wild and we're going on a trip. So so we got we got one of each of our parents. We got Mama Tess coming and my mom's coming. Your mom's coming too. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know your mom was coming because so you know I don't even know where to begin. But to shorten it for this, my dad I think is, and I invite him to stuff all the time. You do. Like, listen, I would not invite you if I like one thousand percent did not want you to come and hang out. Like, I would be like, no, Dad, we'll do something else later. Yeah. Like. I would love for him to come. And then I think he feels like 
if he comes by himself, I'm going to feel like I have to entertain him the whole time and um, not do my own well, thing. that's a parent thing. So he wanted someone else to come with him. But yeah. his BFF, John Alvin's out of town. Of course. And Way to go, John. Jimmy Sims oh, will God. not ride the bus because he drives himself because, you know, he's just like he's a just control like freak and yeah. he's not going to ride the bus. So I don't blame him. Convince my mom to come. So my mom's coming too. Oh my god! Okay, so it's like a whole family affair. And it is I'm, now. I feel guilty because so then I had to ask Nanny to keep Gabby. Oh, and like I really think she would enjoy coming. Probably. So I had to kind of halfway mention it, and she was like, "Yeah, I would like to come." So I was like, "We'll plan for you to come on the next one, which will be next season." But that's okay. Yeah. Um. So next time I'll have to sub in and let her go. And I think my aunt's now thinking about coming because we talked about it tonight. So. We might just have the whole damn family. Oh my god, it's like the a whole part, freaking part. Let's family. go, part and party, <laughs> including a special feature, Alex and Tess. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, so Mama Tess is coming. Jacqueline, her mama, and her dad are coming, and possibly her aunt. Um, my dad, he honestly probably just needs a break from us, so he's just gonna stay home and watch the game. <laughs> And watch the game on television. Yeah, he's probably gonna just watch it on TV. Happy birthday, pops! Um, (laughs) So funny. Anyway, so yes, come on the game or come on the bus. I I promise it is worth the money. It's worth the ride. Um, It is a fantastic time. And heck, come on the bus. You may just get yourself lucky enough to be interviewed. And put on the podcast. Yeah. (laughs) What do you know? Um, And plus, apparently, Sam Houston is doing a pregame, like, tailgate thing. But their pregame tailgate, and it's a barn burner, folks. It's starting, get this, 30 minutes prior to tip-off. Talk about a tailgate party. Well, and I got so confused when I looked at that because (laughs) I guess I don't remember, but they're... Coliseum's Johnson Coliseum also? Yeah. I feel like I knew that, but I'd forgotten it in my mind. And so when I first saw that pop up and I just saw Johnson Coliseum, I was like, hey, yeah. wait, what? Yeah. So not only do they think they're tough shit, but they also stole our name. Anywho, um, one last quick announcement. We've mentioned it a couple times before, but there wasn't 100% anything set in stone until recently. Um, there is going to be a purple out tailgate at Cram the Coliseum on February 8th against UNO. Okay, so here are the details. So tailgate will begin at 11.30 a.m. A.m., people, um, on February 8th before the SFA doubleheader. So the girl tip off, the girls' game tips off at 2, and the guys' game tips off at 4.30. Now, you are more than welcome to come and bring your own tents, your own beverages, your own whatever you want. So come down on February the 8th and come and tailgate with us. But if you're the first 50 into the alumni tailgate, where most likely Jacqueline and I will be, absolutely, um, you will get free Frito pies and beverages. So we have to be the first 50 mm. people, which if you show up at 1130, I'm pretty sure you'll be among the first 50 people. So she'll probably also be sloshing through the rain. Because it never fails <laughs> to rain. On our parade. Probably. Every time. So bring your galoshes. Girl, <laughs> get on your hunter rain boots and get ready. Literally. Jacqueline, pull out your purples. Your purple hunters. Yeah. Um, I'll probably put mine in the car just in case. So bring your jackets. Bring your boots. Just in case, people. Umbrellas. And ponchos, umbrellas, whatever. And again, bring a tent. Bring chairs. Bring beer. Bring whatever 
and come hang out with us. Ass. Oh. In a purple shirt. Yeah, no shit. (laughs) It's purple out. Purple out. Cram the Coliseum. We got to pay for this new building. Yeah. Whatever. Anywho. So we'll see you. If you're coming to the Sam game, either on the bus or on your own, I think Peyton said that they're going to go to the game, but I don't know if they're on the bus. I think they may drive themselves. So um, again, if you're coming to the game, can't wait to see you there. Let's purple out Huntsville. Like we always do. We always bring a big group to Huntsville. So we're so excited for the game. We'll see you there. Double header women's and men. It's going to be a long day of purple out. Sam Houston in your base, orange kitties suck. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know where I was getting with that. I should never become they a rapper. Out strong though. I'm, <laughs> oh, I'm delirious. Okay. So hope you guys have a great night. We will see you in Saturday in Saturday on Saturday in Huntsville. So always remember Axe and Jacks without and Jacks.